Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. A growing pile of evidence points toward the rising issue of physician burnout. A Medscape survey of over 15,000 physicians from 29 specialties found that 42% of respondents were burned out and 15% felt a form of depression. The highest rates of burnout occurred among intensivists and neurologists, family physicians, OBGYNs and internists, and emergency medicine physicians. A survey conducted by the New England Journal of Medicine titled Immunization Against Burnout surveyed 703 clinicians, clinical leaders, and healthcare executives and saw that 83% of respondents recognized physician burnout as either a serious or moderate problem in their own organization. Just 4% said burnout was not an issue at all at their practice. 78% of respondents also indicated that burnout is a serious or moderate issue among registered nurses. In an interview with the American Journal of Managed Care, Barbara Ballack, co-founder of Athena Partners and senior faculty at the Institute of Healthcare Improvement, outlined the biggest stressors that cause clinician burnout. Well, burnout is long-term stress, so it's not just something that happens overnight, it builds. It's one of those building and building and building. So it may start out small and then become cumulative. Some of the indicators of and contributors to burnout are workloads. So the work demands exceed the resources, the individual or the collective resources available. The control and flexibility I have in daily work. Am I able to influence things so that things get better? Um, It's work-life integration. How do I handle both what I do professionally and my personal needs and interests and commitments to family and others? those are some of the things that really contribute to to burnout or the lack thereof. Also the idea of is there a match between my values and the organizational values. Some people will describe a mismatch of organizational personal values as leading to moral distress. I'm doing things that I don't feel connected to or the organization doesn't seem to be aligned with what's important to me. She also stressed the importance of addressing burnout. The data we have around the impact of burnout is profound. Um, Approximately 50% or more of physicians and nurses are clearly burned out. That means they don't have the emotional energy to contribute on a daily basis to the work that's so vital. So just when we need compassionate, effective, efficient clinicians and team members the most in this rapidly changing crazy environment we have, we're seeing people who just don't have that personal energy to give as a result of that. We know that burnout contributes to poor patient outcomes, more likely associated with errors, more likely um, less of a connection, a personal connection with patients just when they need it the most. So failure to address that human suffering we have in our, our 
caregiving uh, world um, leads to bad outcomes, both for the individuals, our, our caregivers, and to patients and families. It's, it's an essential item that we need to address, and the National Academy of Medicine is really taking this on now as a great priority. Also recognizing the prevalence of burnout, Tom Gallo chose the issue as a theme for his year as a president of the Association of Community Cancer Centers. We sat down with him and discussed why he wants to address the issue in cancer care. I've been uh, on the administrative side of cancer care for a long time. I'm not a clinician and I've always told the clinicians that you could never pay me enough to, to do what they do. It's an extremely difficult specialty and I, I understand that and realize it. But what I've seen in the past years is I've been involved, obviously, in groups like ACCC, and I've had the opportunity to travel and meet with lots of other, um, both providers and administrators in cancer care. And I've seen an increasing level of frustration, um, even, even anger, at the bureaucracy in the system and how it's taking away from their ability to provide just good quality, efficient cancer care. Um, there are so many physicians now I go to talk to and, and they are pulling out you know, from their pockets their, their smartphones with their countdown calculators and the countdown is how many days, minutes and hours to retirement. So, so based on these changes that I've seen in the past few years, I, th I thought it was time to try to address this and see if we could work together to find some solutions to again get everyone focused on the patient and providing the best quality care to the patient. Gallo also noted that he thinks rates of physician burnout are increasing. I do think that there probably is more physician burnout today due to the increasing complexity of cancer care, um, as well as the increasing complexity of the healthcare system itself, just in terms of reimbursement and authorization for treatment and just the complexity of care with the new advances in care coming out. So I think burnout itself is on the rise. We have more cancer patients, more survivors, more people to take care of. Um, on the positive side, cancer patients are living longer, uh, but again, we're seeing a, a bigger patient burden put on a limited number of physicians. He added that physicians are not the only ones affected by this. There are other members of the care team that should be looked at while addressing burnout. I think that there needs to be awareness in all organizations uh, of the stress that uh, everyone is under. And that's not just the physicians, but really the entire cancer care team, everyone from the receptionist through the pharmacists, the financial counselors with the increasing financial toxicity. Um, that's an emotional uh, uh, interaction that they have with the patients. The patients are dealing with the emotional stresses of wondering whether they're going to be uh, living or not. And then you couple that with the financial burden of the cost of our healthcare system. So, um, so I think everyone on the team is under this additional stress. The mass adoption of electronic health records, as well as the push toward interoperability, has exacerbated the issue of burnout, many argue. A study published in AGMC's December issue of Evidence-Based Oncology took an in-depth look at the unintended consequences EHRs have during a patient visit. With the significant increase in the amount of data needing to be collected, 
physicians have become responsible for collecting the data during the patient visit. In addition to causing them to spend more time entering data than focusing on their patient, the process increases stress, burnout, and intent to leave the practice, the study found. We spoke with Dr. Kathleen Blake, the Vice President for Performance Improvement at the American Medical Association, about how new technologies, such as these EHR systems, have exacerbated burnout. The American Medical Association did a study with researchers at the RAND Corporation in 2013, another study in 2015. And what we heard from physicians from practices across the country was, electronic health record systems are not helping me get my work done. We've done time motion studies that now show that for every minute of face-to-face -face time, which is precious time with patients, physicians are spending two minutes with administrative tasks frequently involving the EHR. So what we'd like to see, fewer of those tasks, only the ones that are necessary. Secondly, we'd like to see fewer clicks in the course of the day, and we now have the tools time motion studies and click monitors, so to speak, to be able to address that. I think the second part is that when you are trying to bring in the information from all across the environment where an individual has received care, and this is particularly true, I'm sure, for oncology physicians, you need that information to be liquid. You need what's called interoperability so that another physician's computer can talk with your computer. So a lot of our efforts are focused on that. And then thirdly, we also need some consistency. We found that some physician practices told us that they were reporting or being asked to report on close to 1,000 quality measures. Each quality measure has to be implemented in your practice. That is an impossible task. Quality measurement is important, but it needs to be meaningful, it needs to be focused, and it needs to be feasible. So I think those are some of the major factors contributing to burnout. Many characterize three main symptoms of physician burnout, exhaustion, depersonalization, and lack of efficacy. The physician's physical and emotional energy levels are lower than usual, and they make statements like, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. They express cynicism and sarcasm and are not emotionally available for their patients. They may also express doubt in the meaning and quality of their work. In our interview with Dr. Kathleen Blake, she also discussed the telltale signs of burnout. If you start to see that someone who's been a high performer for a long time, if their performance starts to deteriorate, that may be a sign of burnout. Secondly, just in the conversations you have with that person, if they start to talk about feeling not effective, that they're not feeling capable, and this is somebody who's been very capable throughout their career, that's another tip-off. And then a sense of what you might call cynicism. And I don't mean the occasional cynical remark. I mean the, um, it's like a cloud has come over them and that cloud is cynicism. In addition to the emotional and physical toll that burnout plays on members of the care team, 
there is a significant financial burden facing hospitals and health systems due to higher turnover rates and error rates, as well as doctor shortages. An analysis from the Association of American Medical Colleges estimates that the doctor shortage will surpass 121,000 by 2030. A paper from the National Task Force for Humanity and Healthcare suggests that the cost of replacing a physician from the recruitment process to onboarding to lost patient care revenue are estimated to be about two to three times a physician's salary. They estimate that the costs related to burnout turnover may cost as much as $1.7 billion annually among hospital-employed physicians and $17 billion across all U.S. physicians. For nurses, they estimate the hospital cost at $9 billion and the total national cost at $14 billion. Organizations nationwide have taken the lead on trying to address burnout. In October last year, the American Medical Association set a focus on addressing the stress and burnout associated with EHRs. They introduced the Integrative Health Model Initiative, a platform that seeks to pair the health and technology sectors by taking unstructured data, such as x-rays and clinician notes, and make it less fragmented so the physician can use it at points of care. AMA's statement on the platform said it promises to foster patient care models that achieve better outcomes as well as technical innovations to address poor interoperability, cumbersome or inadequate data structures, and an overload of point-and-click tasks that dampen clinician morale. In March, major medical associations and centers came together behind a Charter on Physician Wellbeing. The Charter is intended as a model for medical organizations to minimize and manage physician burnout as well as promote physician well-being. Organizations such as the AMA and the American Association of Medical Colleges have endorsed or supported the model. It calls for adequate support systems for physicians dealing with stress, overwork, and mental health issues. The model also promotes the development of institutional and organizational changes ranging from re-engineering work schedules and personnel policies to providing wellness and counseling programs for physicians. In an interview with Dr. Mark Friedberg, a senior natural scientist and director of the Boston office at Rand Corporation, he discusses best practices for addressing clinician burnout. I think the most promising solutions to professional satisfaction and burnout problems are gonna be taken by managers who treat it as an individual um, organization on an individual organization basis. So let's say you're running, running a large um, provider group and you find out that your physicians are becoming more burned out over time. I think it's important to then do a deep dive and find out the reasons for that. Uh, if it turns out that the reasons are that they're being asked to see too many patients or that your electronic health record is configured in a way that makes it extremely hard for them to do their job, treat the underlying cause. Um, change that EHR. Uh, change its configuration, maybe go with a different vendor, or fix your scheduling system so that um, everybody's happy again, both the patients and the providers. No one likes being rushed. You know, both patients and providers are going to agree on this. And, and then uh, if you're able to identify and um, try to improve those underlying causes, go back to the physicians who were the most burned out and say, hey, did this work? And if it did, great, you've done the very best thing you possibly could. Um, I think that's far better than like mindfulness training, for example. You know, my analogy I always make is to canaries in a coal mine. Um, if you have um, physicians who are being burned out, you know, that's like your canary. Uh, there's probably some, something you should really worry about in that mine or in that practice. Uh, the mindfulness training is a little bit like toughening up the canary, uh, which is not necessarily the best way of handling the situation. 
Our interview with Dr. Kathleen Blake also covered efforts to address burnout. She highlighted how health systems and practices are successfully addressing burnout. I would say that it's a work in progress. And the key aspect to us is people are now paying attention to the problem. They know it exists. When I went through my medical training, the word burnout, I think, might not have even been mentioned once. The way that successful programs or committed programs are addressing it is that it starts with leadership and leadership at the C-suite and all the way down. Secondly, they're measuring it. They don't assume that the national numbers apply to them, but they use a variety of instruments to measure levels of burnout and then they drill down into those instruments to be able to then say for our institution practice, organization, what seem to be the key contributors. Why is that so important? It's because our research shows that about 80% of the, you might say, contributors to burnout are system problems. Those are the kinds of things that health systems can address.